Six Myths of Keto and Weight Loss. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast. Hey, Keto-ers. Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about some myths, some things that just isn't true. And a lot of people, I think that if they go into this and they understand, you know, the myths that we're going to talk about, I think they're going to get better results. I do too. Uh, some people go into, you know, and we we're going to talk about weight loss and, 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 you know, of course, the ketogenic lifestyle. But so many people have misconceptions about going into this lifestyle Mm -hmm. that they've heard from other people. Uh, Maybe they've read uh, somewhere on the internet or watched a YouTube video or something like that. Or any magazine in the checkout line. It sounds like keto is everywhere. Yeah, or like your brothers, sisters, aunts, husbands, friends. Somebody did it. Did this, and this is their experience from it. And, you know, this is uh, motivating to you to do it, but it just isn't true. Right. Or some things that isn't true that uh, will hopefully open your eyes up and and let you see the big picture of uh, changing your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, myth number one, uh, all it takes is willpower. To be successful. To be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people will go into it thinking, well, I'm just going to will myself to do this. Right. And uh, I think one of the things that happens is something that we call brain and decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you have so many decisions that you have to make. Right that it just gets overwhelming. Right. And you may be able to do this for a day, a couple of days, or a couple of weeks. Maybe even, yeah, a little bit longer, I mean. But it just, it wears itself off. Yeah, I, I agree. Because a lot of times you think, it's just overwhelming. I don't know what to fix. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired, I'm too hungry, I'm too this, I'm too that. It's just overwhelming, so just, I'm just. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Right. And, uh, you know, that's something that we have kind of learned ourselves. A lot of people that we coach with, um, initially, they come in wanting these uh, meal plans. Mm-hmm. They want grocery lists. They want all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But what we found that works better is we just have a, a simple keto plan that we start off with. Mm-hmm. You know, we have them pick a protein, pick a fat, pick a, um, a veggie. Mm-hmm. And if so they can incorporate that. Because yeah. a lot of times when people start asking me for recipes and all this, and I think, Okay, don't overwhelm yourself because mm-hmm. if you start off that day two of trying to be, you know, trying to change your whole eating, mm-hmm. you know, plan, you're going to get tired of that. You're well, going to get tired I, of, you know, buying a big thing of this and a big thing of that and a bit, you know, and then you don't even know if you're going to like the way it tastes. And then you're expecting, you know, let's face it, a chocolate mug cake is good, mm-hmm. but it's not going to taste like a brownie or right. it's not going to taste like a, you know, you have to get over that fact. You mm-hmm. have to just get over that yes, it can taste good, mm-hmm. but if you're expecting to go from eating the standard American diet to being ketogenic and nothing's going to change, right. you know you can't. You know you you can't literally have your cake and eat it too. That's true. You know, I mean, you've got well, there the, has to be certain decisions that you just have to know. Well, I think the other get. thing too that it makes it easier is you know you're going into a different lifestyle. You know, something that you haven't done before or you've done and failed because of this reason. Right. 
And then not only do you have to make different decisions on what you're eating, then you have to figure out how do I cook all these elaborate dishes. Right. And then that gets overwhelming as well. Especially you can do it like maybe on a weekend yeah. if you're home, but then wait till the kids have practice and they've got three things of, you know, different homework or if you're doing Zoom, mm-hmm. you're trying to catch up on things and you've got, you know, to go to this game and that game. It just, yeah, just it's overwhelming. Yeah. You get so it's not, fatigued. that's not just willpower. Right. You know, you can't will yourself to, you know, some, you know, like some days you might have it, mm-hmm. but other days you just aren't. And you've got to realize to be proactive and plan for mm-hmm. that and know there will be days that you're going to crave something. Right. There will be days that you're going to just not have that willpower. Mm-hmm. And it's it's okay if you know that beforehand. And I didn't come up with this. I cannot remember who to give it credit to. But there's a saying that says community is more powerful than willpower. And that means being in a group, whether you know, you're know you being coached uh, like from us or you're with somebody that you know that's going through the same thing or a group of people. Uh, that's why I think... You know, uh, if you look at, you know, uh, for instance, Weight Watchers, they go and they have meetings. Right. They have a community. Right. And people do well, you know, then after they quit going to meetings and they, because, <laughs> right. you know, the, I don't want to get into why I don't no. think that's the way because right. well, all of those counting points and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's why if you get in a community of people, it's a lot better because you, at one time you're going to have um, uh, feelings that you want to go off of it. Right. And you have people encourage you yeah. and then vice versa. Yeah, there's always those um, successes mm-hmm. that you can learn from and the failures that you can yeah, learn from. It's always a learning. Don't yeah. look at it as a failure, just learn as a... And you mm. may, there's somebody more down the road, you know, like maybe we're more down the road of, you know, being able to say, listen, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This works. This didn't work. You're going to feel like this. You're going to do this. Whereas, and then you may be then farther down the road than somebody else. And then you can encourage them too. Yeah. So. so just like what we've said here, you know, with the willpower, if you're just starting, this maybe will help you not go through the same things that like some other people have went through right. and didn't get results and didn't, and said keto's not for me. Right. So don't let a will, the lack of willpower mm-hmm. keep you from pursuing the results that you want, because mm-hmm. I saw, and of course I didn't come up with this either, but I saw someone like said, so failure, fail, first attempt in learning. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you, I mean, everybody's going to fail. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to give in to, you know, you're at a birthday party, you're going to give in to a piece of birthday cake right. or a slice of mm-hmm. pizza or some chips or, you know, whatever it is, don't let that keep you then from the next day, right. I mean, you're going to... And that's where the community can, can come in right. and help you. Right. So number one is a lack of... Uh, it's just, it's all about willpower. Right. You and know, that's, that's a myth. Right. It's not it. Uh, number two, uh, hunger isn't real. Right. Hunger is really a real thing. Yep. Sometimes your body gets hungry. Now, sometimes we're, uh, we've trained our body to eat at certain times, and then there's a hormone called ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, can be... Um, produced and it's through your stomach mm-hmm. so you can have hunger but sometimes you have to know the difference between you know hunger and being bored right. you know sometimes that can be it or thirsty or thirsty you know but hunger can be real it's it's something that you have to deal with and with the ketogenic lifestyle if you followed us before with you know eating fats you're going to decrease your hunger hormone mm-hmm. so you're not going to be as hungry mm-hmm. So something we tell people all the time is if you're hungry doing it the way we think you should do it with a whole food, natural type of ketogenic approach, then you're not going to have 
all those hungers after you're being on it for a couple of weeks. Right. But when you first start, you may be hungry. Oh, of course. And like you said, it, it, you, you have to really think, am I really hungry mm-hmm. or am I bored? Am I thirsty? Mm-hmm. Has my Did I eat something yesterday that made my... Because especially until you get your blood sugar mm-hmm. worked out too. Right. Because so many people um, have um, you know a, a while before they can really get that leveled off, their blood sugar leveled off because they're like, they wake up feeling sick to their stomach mm-hmm. or feeling weak or right. feeling, they feel like they just have to eat, right. you know, every two hours. They just, and that's their blood sugars, mm-hmm. correct? You mm-hmm. know, so. Um, you your body get, needs the energy, so right. it's telling and you something. That means, because am I, I, am I right or wrong in this? I hate to throw these out to you, but like a ketogenic is a me- metabolic state. Yeah, because that's so, the way your body is starting to burn the, fuel. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are kind of, if you're not there yet, mm-hmm. if you're still burning your glucose, right. for, you know, for fuel, mm-hmm. you're working on that ketogenic to burn ketones. Mm-hmm. You're still in between. You've got to give yourself time mm-hmm. to, you know, it's not going to just happen in one day. And it may not be time to do a lot of fasting when you're doing this. Right. You know, go ahead and eat, eat the right kinds of foods. Right. And the other thing I just thought of is like, if you'd been doing ketogenic for a couple of years, and then you go a week of going off of it for whatever reason, vacation, like whatever it may be, and you're eating a lot of sugar and stuff like that, you're going to turn back and say, hey, I'm more hungry than I was before. Right. So hunger is a real thing. It should, it's actually a good thing because it's telling you you're not in the state you should be in. Right. And you need to kind of get focused back with really getting back to like ketogenic and do some fasting to get back on that. So right. not as, just at the beginning, but years down the road, you know, learn to listen to your body. Right. And it could be. Hormones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I bring up hormones every week, yeah. but I am going through, yeah. as I don't have to tell you, hormones <laughs> that just all of a sudden like go wacky. Yeah. And it's like you think, what on earth is going on? Trust me. Yeah. I understand. So yeah. don't think, I've been doing everything right, or you know, mm-hmm. I've, something changed all of a sudden. Now all of this, we understand. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. And so reach out to us. So third thing is low fat is uh, healthy. Myth. Yeah, that's a myth. Right. I hope you understand All that at this point. Myths. If you're just new to the ketogenic lifestyle, you know, it really depends on what kind of fat that you were talking about. You know, whether it's we call the good fat or bad fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're eating the good fats, the olive oil, the avocado oil, real butter, ghee, coconut, coconut oil. oil, things like that. You know, that is actually good for your body. Uh, helps with your cells. Your cell walls uh, helps with uh, the cholesterol, helps with a lot of different things. So low fat is not necessarily the way to go because, you know, when they take the fat out of the products, and we we did this in the past. All we did was low fat, you you know, 10 years ago and didn't get results. Right. But uh, so that's that's not that's not true. Uh, That is a myth. Because they have to add in something for it to taste decent. Mm -hmm. And that is usually sugar. Sugar yeah. or processed something. Right. It's not good Which for you. Which goes back to you shouldn't be eating something that is labeled anyway necessarily. You yeah, know, don't I go mean, by labels. No. If the healthiest foods usually don't even have a label. They're going to come, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be, you know, whether it's just meat, no, whether you want to say if it's organic right. and that kind of thing, um, th- those type of labels. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it should just be the ingredient. It should just right. be chicken. Right. Vegetables, Beef, broccoli, cauliflower, mm-hmm. avocado, avocados. Yeah, it should just mm-hmm. be that. That's a good way if to go. If you go there, mm-hmm. yeah, and you can avoid a lot of these things. So the fourth myth is eating fat makes you fat. 
It's so untrue. Because right. uh, if you look at the biology of how uh, this all works, uh, if you eat a lot of sugar, uh, that usually is what causes things, especially your fatty livers. It's a, and that's a big problem in the United States and, and, and you know, a lot of countries you right really now. You really do one complete show on just fatty livers. Yeah, liver. how important it is and if, what you, really if you have fatty liver, how much of a, a sign that is of your health declining. And really what causes it and how early people mm-hmm. are getting it yeah because we have you can avoid it we have people that in their teenage years have fatty liver uh we have people that we have a 10 year old yeah <laughs> we have people that um i've had to send to liver specialists for possible you know liver transplants uh, i don't know statistics so i don't want to say the exact numbers but it's becoming one of the leading if not the leading cause of liver transplant in the united states is fatty liver yeah so, so it's really not something to just say, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, I got fat in my liver. Right. It's, it's a sign. And even if you don't go to that stage, it affects so many other things. Right. So eating the, the excess sugar causes your uh, fat cells to go up because of the way the insulin works with the glucose. It's not the fat that makes you fat. Right. Uh, so, you know, it, as long as you're eating the right kinds of fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, myth number five is uh, need to cut calories mm-hmm. to lose weight. The calories in, calories out yeah. thing. Uh, and hopefully, if if you go back, and we've had this on previous podcasts as far as like the calories and how that doesn't work, but real short, you know, if you're eating 2,000 calories and you want to lose weight and you drop it to 1,500 calories, you're going to lose weight mm-hmm. at the very beginning because you're still burning that 2,000 calories because that's how much you were burning to begin with. But what happens is if you think about it, your body can't keep burning 2,000 calories and you taking in 1,500 mm-hmm. calories or it's going to waste away to nothing. So your body has to reset its thermostat to drop it to 1,500 calories mm-hmm. because if it didn't, you would just waste away. Right. And then what happens, and, and you've, if you've done this, been listening to this, you, you've understand what i'm talking about then you drop it to 1200 calories or a thousand calories mm-hmm. you lose a little bit more weight but what happens you get you come at a uh, stall right. because your Our, body doesn't want to keep burning more than it's taking in which is a wonderful it's a survival yeah. yeah i mean it's your body wants homostasis it right. wants to stay the same it doesn't want all the changes it's trying to protect yeah because if it didn't it would waste away to nothing and yeah. it's going to protect itself right so, you know, calories does, calorie counting does not uh, work, uh, you know. Which in the same count, though, I'm just going to throw this out here huh? to devil's advocate, um, which I don't like that term. But um, if you are taking in, just say someone is taking in um, an even good 2,000 calories, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're doing you know, the, the right way, mm-hmm. you know, good, but you don't move at all, you're, mm-hmm. you probably are not going to burn any calories that way right you're not going to burn you're not well going your to... body's going to burn some okay just from just breathing, from breathing and things like that yeah. and uh you know you have to figure out how much that um you know your resting metabolic rate is still the same thing your body's kind of going to you may not gain right. but your body kind of is going to still go that home yeah and it, and it goes back to number two is if you're eating a ketogenic diet even if you're not exercising your body uh, is not going to tell you that it needs more fuel because it has right. fuel to burn and then, you know, you don't eat as much because, you know, what, what we do is in five years, we've really never talked to anybody about how many calories to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell them, you know, listen to your body. When you're hungry, you eat. When you're full, you quit. Mm-hmm. And then it's amazing that once you get on a ketogenic lifestyle, you just automatically don't eat as much right. because you're not as hungry. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have that hunger hormone that's spiking because of the glucose and things like right. that that you and talked fat about. fat is much more 
satiating. You mm. stay full longer because of growing. The real, mm. Right, with the real foods, with mm. all of your natural real foods. So you, you know, just just if if you just look at calories, that's the wrong thing. You right. can look at calories, but it's probably down the list as far as the things we really need to look at. Right. Obviously, if someone's doing everything they should and they've come in and it's been a month since they've lost weight and they still need to lose weight, you know, we'll look at stuff, but I've not really had that problem because usually it'll take care of itself. Because usually it really is the macros as far as your fat, protein, mm-hmm. and carb ratio. Right. And it has to be out of whack more than anything else. Yeah. You know, we'll look at that and then we'll look at like what people are eating. Right. You know, if they're eating a lot of cheese, maybe dairy is, is right. not good for them causes some inflammation and that's what's causing them to lose weight you know so yeah or yeah to gain weight and or come to a stall so you know there's other things to look at but uh, usually calories is way down on the list before we start worrying about that right and uh number six and this may be controversial myth number six huh myth Myth number six is every food that's natural is okay now We've had a lot of discussion about this, and there's a lot of research into some things that we're going to get technical here in just a second, but it has to do with fatty liver. But, but like what we're talking about mostly here is fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, and in our opinion, uh, fruits are made for like a dessert. Just so for every once in a while. Every, every once in a while. In season. Right. Because if, you, if, if we come at it from a biblical like perspective, you know, if fruits were necessary for two to three servings per day for us to be healthy, then, you know, I think God would make that to where everybody in the world would have fruit to, to do that. Right. But if you look at just in America, you know, here it is and uh, what's it, March? We're in March. You know, we don't have fresh apples growing right. out on the tree. We don't have those things. So they're not here in season. I think that we, we eat things once we're metabolically sound, we don't have fatty liver and all this other things. But once we're metabolically sound, then you eat these fruits in season mm-hmm. and they give you the phytonutrients that you need to have uh, at that time. And I think your body stores it up. And then through the winter, you know, you don't have as much and then it kind of recycles the next year. So if you're eating these fruits in season, then I think that you're okay. Right. So nothing that... In season, meaning in where you live, in right. season. I mean, and it's okay to, every once in a while, you know, if you had something... It's a dessert. Yeah. You know, if you need something sweet and you're going to eat a piece of chocolate cake versus like an apple, right. obviously an apple's going to be much better right. for you. Yeah. And that's okay. But to do it to where everybody's eating two to three servings per day... Of all kinds of various right. fruits. You know, I had somebody come in and, you know, they... Uh, they uh, thought they were doing really well. Uh, they're diabetic. And uh, they had, you know, like, they eat a banana every day mm-hmm. for breakfast, and their sugar uh, spike mid-morning. And they're wondering, I don't know, I'm doing really well. And they, they really thought they were doing really good. You know, they were doing what they're supposed to be. Right. But they were spiking their sugar. And what happens with the fructose, because it's different metabolized than, than the glucose, it goes to your liver. Mm-hmm. And then with the uh, liver, uh, it gets stored. Because if you think about the way God made us, is when that uh, uh, fructose is broken down, if you don't need it for energy, if you've got glucose or fat, whatever, around, then it stores it in your liver as fat as future fuel. Mm-hmm. So like if, if you lived 400 years ago and you killed an animal and you had some berries or something, but two days later you didn't have anything to eat, mm-hmm. 
Well, then your body, then your body can go back to your liver, break that down into ketones, use it for energy. Mm-hmm. So God made us that way to protect us, but I don't think He made us to eat that every day. Right. I think if you look at it as as a dessert, and hopefully you're not eating dessert every day. Right. But you know, a couple times a week, if you're having dessert and you want, you know, some berries or something like that. Uh, obviously, there's some testing that we do for people like uh, on their GI system, and, and they need some more of this because they lack certain, you know, bacteria. But you know, that's a specific uh, condition or a specific on a patient. But generally, you look at fruit as 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 a fruit, right? As a dessert, and definitely not. Um, I think we've said this before, but not fruit juice. No, some fruit juice kids, is the worst thing. Yeah, if I had to do over, I would not have given my kids. Fruit juice. I mm-hmm. thought it was healthy. I thought you know it was better than, even though I did water my you know water it down, mm-hmm. but um, still I wouldn't have if I know what I know now. I would not give fruit juice. It just goes straight. It's just there's no fiber in it. It just right. goes straight sugar. Just sugar. And then like with the with the uh, fruits or fructose, they're linked to your collagen. So that's like the 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 tissues attached to bones and things like that. And there's something called AGE. It's advanced glycation end products. And these things get oxidized. And what we mean by oxidized is if you cut an apple and you leave it out on your counter, it gets brown. Mm-hmm. Well, that's oxidation. That's what happens on in your body. So when you're eating a lot of these fruits and they get oxidized, then, you know, uh, these are, uh, they increase your oxidative stress, which is causes you to uh, age faster and be more inflamed. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can present as like, you know, skin wrinkles and things like that as well. So that helps decrease your inflammation if you're not eating these on a, on a regular basis. Right. All right. So go over the, the six myths is uh, it's not about willpower. It's about community. Uh, number two is hunger isn't real. Number three, uh, low fat is healthy. These are all myths. Number four, uh, eating fat makes you fat. It's better to cut calories. And number six is everything natural is okay. All myths. All myths. So hopefully, uh, if you have any questions about that, or if you have any comments, we'd love for you to, to you know uh, uh, send us an email uh, in the links. And uh, you know, again, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. And uh, if there's ever you guys uh, feel like you need to share this with somebody, we'd love for you to do it. All right. All right. For those of you who have stayed, we are in our catechism. And it's the Truth and Grace Catechism by Tom Askell. It's really good if you don't have it for your children or even as an adult. We highly recommend that you would get this. But you go through um, catechism, which is... Um, you are asking a question and then the response. And so um, last week, the question was, uh, who are they, meaning uh, God and how, many, and how many persons? And it was Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Today is, who is God? And then the response is, God is a spirit and does not have a body like men. One of the verse is John 4, 24. It says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So the question is, who is God? The answer, God is a spirit and does not have a body like men. Mm -hmm. That means you're not going to just see him walking around. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully these catechisms, if you've not uh, listened to our previous podcast, this was what, number nine? Yeah. We're on number nine. So, uh, you know, go back and listen to our other podcasts or towards the end, and we would love for you to uh, get some feedback on that as well. And if you guys ever want to go over something, you know, with, you know, with your family, which is very simple to do, 
this is a very good way to get started, you know, just to learning about what the truth of the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And, uh, about be, God and yeah, who he is. and it's something that, you know, even a young, you know, three or four year old oh, yeah. can do. And, um, and, you know, I'm and not they get really good. I know you think like, oh, they, you know, hard to remember it. But trust me, mm-hmm. even really little, they can You keep going over it. They will be able to give that response. And it's so wonderful to hear truth mm-hmm. coming out of small children to know that you are training them up in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. That is a promise from God. Yeah. And you may be a Christian listening to this or maybe not. And we're asking these questions and maybe you don't know the answer to them. Right. And, uh, you know, that would help with you doing it with your children or your grandchildren mm-hmm. or pick a niece, nephew, whatever it may be, and go over these with them. And then you're learning at the same time. Right. So I encourage you just because maybe you don't know the answers to these, or you're not sure of the answers, you know, this is for adults as well, that they can use this as, a, as something to really understand what the Bible says, what's true about Bible cause, or what the Bible says and what's true. And there's verses in, in this specific one that you can go back and look up that uh, kind of back up what the uh, catechism is. Right. All right, guys. Uh, hopefully that's helped. Uh, remember, like us, share us, and come back and see us next week. We will see you then. And remember, be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.